0: Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy
1: Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Monday morning Sex Panther, what's going on? Well, you know, things are already
2: awry. If Sex Panther is the first person that you agree, we're without Max again. He's going to be in and out all week long. Who knows? Maybe all month long. He loves that great city of New York. He likes going down there and visiting. (laughs) So uh, we're without Max today and just hanging out and talking sports.
1: That's right. We're bringing bringing somebody up to the big boy table. What's going on, Phil? You got to unmute, Phil. Unmuted! Surprise! <laughs> What's up,
3: gang? <laughs> What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, all right, man. This. Yeah, I'm I'm coming from a uh, inside a today, so I don't have my normal rig. So uh, you'll have to bear with me. But thanks for having me
1: on. Wow, Sex Panther! This is what it's like talking to you. Yeah, it is. Oh I, shit!
2: I kind of I kind of said pre-show. I was like, I don't like where he's sitting. I I, I thought it was a little rough there, but. Uh... We'll make it through it, or drive and talk, find another
3: parking
1: spot. He's <laughs> got it in reverse uh, right now. I can hear it. Like,
3: yeah, you can hear the have, going on. But- is this? <laughs> I'm moving. I'm 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 in route to a better parking spot. Yeah, uh,
2: we this will be fun though because we're going to talk our typical. We got we got basketball. We got hockey. We're going to talk a little NFL, but we're going to get some NASCAR in today.
1: Yeah, we are. We're going to get in some NASCAR. So, so Phil, how'd we do over the weekend?
3: All right, I am um, on the highway now. But uh, we, we took a small <laughs> L on the card. Uh, it was to the tune of about two units. We were saved by the head to heads. We went six and five there. Um, but our main horse was Ryan Blaney. And uh, Blaney's pit crew uh, foiled him at every turn. And uh, he lost cumulatively 65 spots on pit road yesterday. 65 spots. So uh, he had no chance to win. It was pretty rough.
1: Did he, like, get out of the car and take, start taking swings at the mechanics?
3: We see he any? should have. <laughs> he should have. And, and the <laughs> only real good excuse to, to lose that many spots is if, like, you know, they handed him, like, a cheesesteak or something during the pit stops. I just I don't understand what was happening. But I fired everybody on Twitter. I, I don't know if you saw my rants, but I, I fired everybody and uh, we shouldn't have to worry about it next week.
1: Is this a problem with the next-gen cars that we've, you know, kind of wondered what the changes would be? Is this a next-gen car problem?
3: Um, I, I think it's a um, – most of the pit stops now, you're, you're waiting on fuel. Like, you get the – since it's only one lug nut on each tire, um, you know, the pit stops with the tires are done before the fuel is actually full. So, I, I don't know if it's like a – you know, if, if it's a gas problem or if they, I know at one point they struggled with the, uh, the passenger side rear tire, but yeah, I, th- I think they just got to figure it out. It's, it's, uh, it's a learning curve, but it, it really hurt this weekend.
1: I saw Steve say something about, we're not going to be able to handicap cars
3: anymore, only drivers. Is that right? Yeah. Y- yes, it is. Um, the, the, the equipment disparity from last year and, and previous years is, is seemingly not there. You're, you're seeing a lot of like mid-tier guys um, run up front, and it's really upsetting the apple cart. So we're going to have to handicap more driver skill, um, more so than, than equipment. And that's fine. Um, it's just we're learning. Everything that, that's happening right now is just a data point that we'll, we'll have to refer back to later on. Um, it's really, really good racing, though. I mean, you know, betting aside, it, it's exciting right right
1: steve's uh steve's brain which is basically an android brain ai brain is just uh, calculating right. right now he's sitting at work just <laughs> I'm, running I'm, simulations
3: I'm, I'm sure he uh he stayed up all night running mental simulations so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but next week is a, is a, a similar setup to, to what we saw sunday so um i feel really good about what we'll cook up nice we'll find out friday what that's all about that i can't wait yes sir Panther you
1: brought some stories to my attention I mean the first one's baseball they won't get a deal done today right this is not going to happen
2: it just seems like they're way too far apart for them to be able to come to an agreement today so I, if they hold to their their word if Silverman you know does what he says then we're not going to have a 162 game season so we'll see how this thing plays out but uh, it doesn't look like anything's going to happen today
1: all right. Well, RIP baseball. It was fun. Fun knowing you. Catch you. Catch you around. <laughs> I, I just feel like, man, we're not going to see baseball and then we're going to bump into her the bar and like, oh, she got fat. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, no good. <laughs> oh, man. We've all been there. Yeah, oh, man, No doubt. Uh, Panther, what was the other story you wanted to talk about?
2: Well, uh, the other story is so I guess the uh, league owners are getting together this week this is one of those weeks of meetings and one of the topic of conversations is arch's favorite topic they're going to talk overtime rules and it just seems like there's almost a foregone conclusion something will change now, how drastic that change is i don't know but it seems like there's a consensus that they want both offenses to be able to touch the ball Arch, you had sent me something a while ago.
1: You've got a you've got a theory here. You've got a plan. It's it, here. It. It's not my plan. I heard this on a podcast, and I thought, wow, this is the most elegant solution to overtime in the NFL I've ever heard. Because every every overtime take <laughs> I've ever heard is awful, just fucking awful. Uh, uh, you know, I'm the guy that's been saying if you don't want to don't want to lose in overtime, win in the first 60 minutes. That's that's my plan. Um, but the the solution I heard was. The game is over in overtime when the winning team gains possession of the ball. Full stop. That's it. It's over when the winning team gets the ball.
2: They, okay, so that means the, the the team got it in overtime. Yeah, they scored, albeit touchdown, field goal, whatever. whatever. So the other team gets the ball. Now what? Happened, so let's, let's play this out. Let's say uh, team A gets the ball, scores a field goal. Yep. Team B gets the ball, scores a touchdown. Is it over or does team A get the ball back?
1: No, it wouldn't be over. It's when, when the winning team gets the ball back. The so A oh, oh that, that that could be now would, would there be a time? Are they on the fifteen minute clock or are we untimed? I I would assume I didn't they didn't really elaborate on that. I hadn't really thought it through because I hate thinking about overtime, but I would assume there's no clock. When the winning team gets the ball back, the game is over. <clears throat>
2: See, one of the things that the NFL is big on and why they're reluctant to change is they they are big on time. They think they owe it to the networks. They owe it to the sponsors to get these games done in a timely fashion. Uh, And I wonder if the time will be one of the cruxes in any potential deal they do in modifying the overtime, a completely untimed overtime doesn't seem like something the nfl would be on board with
1: i wouldn't do this in the regular season i wouldn't have overtime in the regular season period if you can't win a four quarters it's over it's a tie tough luck it's too bad go cry go cry everybody on twitter uh, bill
2: you got any take here because arch and i are going to disagree the whole, the whole <laughs> show.
3: i i think gambling twitter would go nuts if you know if there was no overtime um you know in the regular season but i kind of agree i mean if you can't win in 60 minutes take a tie i mean that that sure makes the playoff race at the end of the year a lot more fun um but i, I think also with with you know how popular red zone is now I, you you could you could have an untimed overtime and you know um i don't think it would affect the sponsors that much cuz i mean who watches it on network tv anymore it's Ooh, probably cool. majority on on, on red zone right he's,
1: he's throwing bombs at you panther sorry
2: i'm, I'm one of those cheap people that just pay for netflix and, Hulu and watch watch whatever the game of the day is uh, i do like red zone i mean when i had red zone it's there's no reason to watch a game from kickoff to end because red zone you almost always got something going on in one of those games particularly the uh the one o'clock, the early games. Uh, I, look, I just respectfully disagree. This is the only sport, only sport at any level where a tie is okay. They don't do it in high school football. I don't Canadian football. I don't do it. In the fucking USFL that's coming up. Nobody's going to do it. The NFL needs to end overtime. Uh, I'm not paying you know millions of dollars to these athletes for them to kiss their sister at the end of sixty minutes. I want to see a winner, and they need to figure out how to be a winner. Whatever goes on in the playoffs. In my opinion, needs to happen during the regular season, and I'd love we get, get a little banter going on on Twitter. I'd love to hear what the Gens have to say about this. Get this thing lit up today, let's talk about
3: this. All right, uh, I just you, go ahead. Go ahead how, do about, uh, how do you feel about? how do you feel about college rules? Because I, I mean, you know, if you if you start from the, the twenty five, I mean, generally they get over pretty quick.
2: Well see college got rid of that though they went to the, this two point conversion BS um, which is one play and done. I can see they're on that time thing too so after you get past I think it's the, the first two overtimes at the 25 yard line then they just go to straight two point conversions. I think my idea is I would start at the 50-yard line. I'm not putting you in field goal range right out of the gate. So we talk about teams stopping somebody. Well, if they start at the 50-yard line, um, then there's a very good possibility that the defense could actually Make a stop, and then somebody only has to move it ten yards, kick a field goal game over, but um I think the a team needs to at least be able to move the damn ball for the first down before they have a field goal attempt. That's kind of my take
1: on it. You want to destroy every record in the n f l and you know gambling Twitter should lose their mind if they go to a college rule. What are you going to do with oh Patrick Mahomes through nineteen touchdowns in, 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 a, in a game with overtime
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. That's right. true. I mean how how closely do you hold the NFL record book? You, you know you burn it,
1: it. You just burn it on fire yeah, right at yeah. that
3: point. I feel Talk like to... we did that this year too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody cares. They keep extending games
2: or seventeen. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up at eighteen games sometime in the future. That's That's that, the plan. All these records are gonna get back. This isn't major league baseball. Baseball is the only hollow ground of records.
1: I but the problem with most overtime takes is they take the game and fundamentally change what the game's all about. <laughs> And I hate that. That's not college overtime may be kind of fun to watch on TV, but it's not football anymore. It's something else entirely. I'm, I'm not even sure what it is. It becomes a brand new different game, and I don't like that.
2: It does, but it almost becomes. Do you ever notice when you take baseball, for example? For me, playoff baseball is completely different than regular season baseball. And so with overtime football, like it is. there's a finality to it right? There's a, Oh my God, this is the play. This winner go home on this play Uh, to, especially that two point conversion. I thought I would hate it. I actually thought I would hate it. Then I watched it. I was like, this is pretty fucking exciting. Every play is like a a full count bases loaded down by three pitch. Uh, And that's pretty exciting. So it'd be interesting to see what other people think about it. Uh, I don't have a problem with the one that you propose as long as every team or both teams get to touch the ball and winner gets it or the leader gets it back. The winning team gets it back. I'm OK with that. That's not the worst proposal I've ever
1: heard. It would happen unless the uh, the winning team kicked an onside kick and got it back. And then then everybody could cry about it not being fair. Man, everything being fair is just ruining this world. God <laughs> Not wait,
3: wait, everything we has we give to be everybody fair. Everybody a trophy.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Not everything's going to be fair and i hate over i mean like i don't know if if aaron rodgers were to get hurt in, in in a week 3 overtime game because we had to see who was we had to see who the winner was well, it's not worth it it's not worth it we got bigger fish to fry the long the more games get introduced in the nfl the more you have to start thinking this like baseball now it's about, or even the NBA, it's resource management and guarding your resources, protecting your resources from when they matter most. The more you play, the less every play means, the less every game means. Now you're really starting to think about protecting your guys.
2: They don't care about protecting these guys. That's why they added games. It's why the, the first couple games of the this season suck because nobody plays preseason. They're they, All they care about is the money. And if over time, having an absolute winner is going to bring them more money. really good But uh, that's all they care about. Okay.
1: Phil, any closing thoughts on this topic?
3: <laughs> hey, um, <you> know, just-
1: <laughs> I, I agree so much. I agree with everything he's saying, 100%. I've, Phil's got it down. Moral, sup- moral support. For- that's right. <laughs> all right well we'll wait for phil's connection to get a little bit more stable we'll take a pause right here to interject a programmed commercial because if you're not getting a live read commercial today
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: And we're back. <laughs> All right, Panther, <laughs> NBA, what do you got?
0: You know, it's
2: like Phil's on the New Jersey Turnpike or something. <laughs>
1: Oh, let's take a look at the
2: Indiana Pacers going to the Orlando Magic. I mean, this has got to be like one of the games of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, Indiana's, they got their new toys. Um, They've been playing much better. Orlando gets, I I mentioned this yesterday in talking to Sachse. They're going to get Markel Fultz back today. And I don't know how many minutes he's going to get or what the rotation with him and Cole Anthony is going to be like but uh, i just think the indiana pacers have the best player on the court in tyrese halliburton and they've got a little better rotation and more depth the the fact that orlando is ever so slightly favored maybe it's a a coin flip now i'm not sure but um i saw at orlando minus one so i'm gonna money line the indiana pacers here i think the pacers get the
3: outright win give me 10 bucks on the pacers all right
1: phil you, you got a read on this game
3: I do. I, I actually, I'm on Indiana as well. Um, basically, for all the reasons that Panthers said, I, I, I think Halliburton is going to be the best. Um, are the Pacers like the best, worst team we've ever seen? I mean, they, they have talent throughout the entire roster and uh, they just can't win. But, you know, I, I think maybe today they, they will. I mean, Orlando just, they stink. You got to bet it? I am. I am. Yeah, i'm i'm putting uh one unit on one, unit plus one i see
1: all right so you're gonna go pacers plus one and you know. a
3: half for a unit
1: okay yeah give, give, give me the points give <laughs> we'll, me the points we'll do all right uh I'm, I'm in the same boat here i guess we have kind of a non-traditional kiss of death so I love the Pacers today. Plus the one and a half. Uh man. Cotton, are we in the territory where we're scratching our heads a little bit at the spread, Panther?
2: we kind of are, but Orlando hasn't been terrible at home. And Indiana's not been great. I mean, they you're still kind of trying to find your identity with this team. Um, and they, you know, getting rid of Sabonis. Uh Turner's always banged up. So Orlando being favored is kind of questionable, but I really don't think these teams are that far apart.
1: No, I don't either. All right. So kiss of death right out of the gate. Panther, what do you got next?
2: Let's talk about the Bulls going to the heat. Two of the Alphas in the Eastern Conference. Miami at home. I mean just typical Miami, right? Twenty and seven, almost unbeatable at home. They've won four of their last five, playing pretty good offense, always playing good defense. The the guys that matter, Jimmy Butler Tyler Hero, um, Bam Adebayo are all healthy. Kyle Lowry's out. Looks like he'll miss this game, but he's not really been a difference maker. They're, they're okay uh, with a distributor, with Jimmy handling the ball with no Lowry. The Bulls, and look, we, we all love the Bulls, but on the road, 15 and 13 of their 22 losses 13 of them have been away from the house that michael built and i think that's the problem today is them going to a a very good playoff caliber team on the road chicago is going to struggle here so i'm on the miami heat at home i'm going to lay the three and a half points for 10 bucks
3: all right phil I, I, too, am on this game um, in a, a different way. I agree uh, with no Lowry. I think Jimmy Butler is going to be the, the main facilitator tonight. Uh, so I'm, I, I got a couple different angles here. I'm going to take Butler over six and a half assists. Ooh. Um, and that's minus 122 on FanDuel currently. And then if you want to go crazy, if you want to go a little James Bond, I'm taking Butler over eight assists and a miami win it's a player performance double and that's plus 255 so uh that's the way i'm looking about the game tonight i like it
1: i like it i'm gonna i'm i'm stretching just a little bit just a little bit and I, i don't really have much to play today so i'm taking the bulls plus the four and a half on the road i do think miami wins but i've got the bulls keeping it pretty fucking close and i think they can keep it within four and a half Maybe I'm stretching just a little bit. I'm trying to stretch across the goal line so I don't have to get into overtime and listen to everybody cry. So I'm gonna put ten bucks <laughs> on the Bulls plus four and a half. I have one more game for me. We're gonna take a look at the Sacramento
2: Kings going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another one of those shit kind of games. But I find it to be a little bettable. Sacramento sucks. My God, they're so bad. They've lost four in a row now. Three of those were on the road. They're on the road again. Taking on a Thunder team who is not great, but they're not terrible at home. Uh, coming off that overtime win against the aforementioned Pacers, they're without Josh Giddy, they're without Dort, um, they're without a couple other bench players. That's my issue here with Oklahoma City. If they don't have Giddy and they weren't to have Shea Gilgis alexander they really don't have a chance. They just don't have enough help for those two players. And if you're missing one of them, it's hard to bet this team. So as much as I hate this Kings team, I think they go into Oklahoma City and pull out the win. I'm laying the four and a half points and putting 10 bucks on the Kings.
3: All right, Phil. Yeah, Um we're we're on our way to a kiss of death here, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no Giddy, no Dort, like you said. And Giddy is he is so much fun to watch, man. What a love! What kid. an awesome man. He's he's a great passer. He can score when when necessary. I I love that guy. Um, but I've got I've got two angles on this play. I'm taking uh, Sabonis to double double, and the Kings to win outright. That's another player performance double on FanDuel, and that's minus 128. So I'm I'm, I'm laying that for a unit. And then um, also when there is no Getty, no Dort, like the last two games, um, shy, he scored 36 and 32. I mean, he's he's the guy. He's the alpha. Um, so he, his points line is at 27 and a half right now. So I'm going over that. Um, and then he's he also turns the ball over a lot when it's just him. He's got six and seven in his last two games. So I'll be keeping an eye on a turnover prop, and I'll I'll probably ship it on you the over there too. So
1: <laughs> nice, uh, not quite a kiss of death here. Um, I'm come close. I'm leaning the Kings really hard, but I couldn't quite couldn't quite get over the hill. So just a lean for me on the Kings. Sorry guys. That's well, all right.
2: That's all right. We should we'll probably be thanking support. you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I've got. Uh,
3: you you got any anything else, Phil? We need to look at. Um, I was kind of leaning the the uh, Raptors money line minus one forty. Is it out? Let's see. I couldn't find that
1: one over on Action. Minus
3: three and a half. Let's see here. What Caesars Jersey
1: Raptors are minus one fifty at one fifty five at Unibet.
3: Yeah, it's it's just a lean. um, Van Vliet's a a, you know a a game time decision, so I kind of want some more news on him. Um, But you know, no Kyrie when the Nets are at home, so. You know I, I don't know I don't know who plays for them <laughs> so I'll just uh I'll take Toronto if, if Van Vliet's gonna be playing okay is that it that's the only other lean you had it's, it's uh, and it's just uh, like a half a lean on Charlotte plus 10 because the you know the Bucks they've lost four out of the last five they just don't look right um I mean Charlotte stinks but 10 is a ton so I'll take Charlotte
1: yeah I'm leaning that way too with the with the Hornets with the 10 and a half close really close maybe if it gets to 11 maybe i'll jump on it but yeah panther what about you man uh, i'm talking about
2: toronto and brooklyn you know brooklyn i hate this team and i bet against them and now we're, we're right back to where we were we were all of last season fuck the bucks because that was <laughs> one of those games where brooklyn was like an eight and a half point dog and they actually won the game uh so and then so when you move over to charlotte and you're looking at them going against the Bucks. it's like 10 points. You, I mean, Charlotte has to be the play. You, you cannot trust Milwaukee right now with double-digit lines. I, I can't, especially when they lost to Brooklyn. I don't think Charlotte's any better or worse than Brooklyn. So I definitely would be leaning Charlotte, but I don't find either one of those teams bettable.
1: All right. The only other game I almost bet, and I was damn close, was uh, Timberwolves at Cavaliers. Uh, the T Wolves minus three looks really nice. Looks really nice, but I, I need three I need three keys to turn and I only have two and like two and a half keys turning. So man is it close. I really I want to talk myself into it, but I haven't. I, I think the T Wolves are the play.
3: Well they've got the best three point shooter in the league. That's right. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> that, what was that? A plus twelve hundred winner yeah, you gave it was. out? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're great. still spending that money.
2: Oh boy! Uh, look, I'm with I'm with you, Arch. I couldn't get myself to do it because Cleveland's at home. They're 19 and nine at home. But when you look at Cleveland here, no Karis Lavert, no Rajon Rondo, no Darius Garland. I don't know who handles the rock. And you know how I feel about having a facilitator, a ball handler. All of their ball handlers are out. So to me, this puts Cleveland at a severe disadvantage you saw against washington they only put up 92 points 92 points is not going to be enough to beat the t wolves i think the t wolves are the play i just couldn't get myself to pull the trigger
1: mm. all right all right that's all the thoughts i have in the nba are we good no but nothing else that's all i've got all right i'm good we're heading over to the ice only a couple games or a few games i should say i always, I always get a couple and few mixed up all right panther what have you got in the nhl i'm
2: actually going to take a look at two of them let's start with vancouver going to new jersey vancouver's won four of their last five three in a row uh, coming off that big win against the rangers going against a devil's team that's not very good and not very good at home 10 and 13 and three at home the devils have lost three of their last four they gave up eight goals to the chicago blackhawks I don't even know if that's fathomable to give up eight goals to the Blackhawks, but they managed to do it. Uh, so they're they're not playing very good defense. Their goaltending—I mean, their goals against for the season's three point six—that's pretty high. I think Vancouver can go into Jersey and sneak out this win. So I'm looking at a plus line on Vancouver. Uh, so give me ten bucks on the Canucks.
1: All right, Phil, you're just going to moral support everything, right?
3: Moral support. <laughs>
1: This is one of those I, I don't know what's going on. The line opened even, which you know, open minus one eleven both sides, which confuses me. And now it's moving in the devil's direction, which confuses me even more. I think you're right. I think Vancouver should win. I think they win six out of ten times. I don't know what the hell is going on here. I would scare me off because what the fuck is happening?
2: I thought I saw it move it move towards New Jersey, and then then it's kind of regressing to where it's moving back towards vancouver if
1: that's how it goes then that makes more sense the universe is as it should be and then i would bet (laughs) vancouver but right now it's cats and dogs living together
2: (laughs) all right one more game for me let's take a look at toronto going to washington this is one of those where the line is kind of got me scratching my head the maple leafs Coming off that ten goal performance against Detroit, that was a football score ten to seven, uh, going against Washington, who's only put up two goals in their last uh, what two games. They lost four to one to the Rangers, two to one against the Flyers. They've been on the road for four straight games. Coming home, we've talked about that the coming home thing, first game back kind of thing. So. I for me, like Toronto should be maybe minus 170 oh. and they're at minus 135. I this one just kind of I, I'm not on board with this line, but I'm maybe it's a gift, maybe it's a trap. I don't know, but you know me, I'm dick first into it. Give me 10 bucks on the Maple Leafs,
1: Bill.
3: I'm I'm kind of scared whenever Panther says he's going dick first into something. So I'm just going to stand on the sidelines with some moral support here, too.
1: Yeah, everyone's scared. Uh, men, women, family courts, they're all scared. Yeah, they're all scared. Yeah, Panther, I think you're on the right side of this one. I do think Toronto wins, and I'm a little less concerned here because if action's right, which is a dubious prospect, um, Toronto opened up plus, one, plus 105. Now they're minus 130. So, why? why would they have been the underdog in the first place i don't know i don't know why but the money is ha- they've got to be hammering toronto they're making that line move so i like it at the minus 130 i i yeah i'm with you let's do it toronto boom we're in that's all i got unless we want to talk about the third one that might as well right Bruins Kings.
2: Uh, Yeah, Bruins Kings. I mean, look, the Kings are playing great hockey right now, and they're at home going against a Bruins team that is always, you know, someone's like Boston and St. Louis are just a thorn in everybody's ass. But Boston, you know, they're playing good, good enough offense, but they're playing great defense. They haven't given up more than two goals in each of their last four wins, including that big five win over the Avalanche who i think is kind of like the measuring stick but the kings have been playing well in their own right this game was too close to call i think for me it was probably a 50 50 a slight lean to boston but when you factor in the plus line i wouldn't fault anybody for taking the kings i'll lean the kings because of that plus line
1: but i just think this one's way too close to call (laughs) phil there's no moral support to give on this one i think right
3: yeah, I, I'm 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 out of options on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not a hockey guy. I apologize. It's
1: okay. Uh, plus one fifteen on the Kings. Yeah, it looks nice. I'm, the line movement has me a little worried, but I do think yeah, with it's tempting with the plus one fifteen. I I would put, sprinkle a little bit on the Kings. They should win. All right, Phil. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on?
3: I've I've uh I mean if we're if we're just talking about you know what we're playing, yeah, I got a little. Got a little women's tennis parlay if anybody's interested. Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Our DJ loyal DJs. Throw it out there. But yeah, let's 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 get down on this. So uh, two of them are gonna be from WTA Monterey. Uh, and we're taking Cerebus Tormo and Beatrice Hydad Maya. And then the third leg is gonna be from WTA Lion, and that's anaconda over Katie Bolter. And if you put all three of those together, you get plus 136 um so i mean there's there's a lot of reasons i'm on it um but you know the names are hard to pronounce but those are the the three <laughs> ladies that i'm putting together for a plus 136 parlay for a unit
1: nice let's do it let's jump on that
3: that'll be fun
1: all right uh iceberg wants us to know that he has taken vancouver Bad boy iceberg moral support there it is moral support <laughs> All right. So almost a kiss of death there. Almost a kiss of death. There. What do we talk about today? We talked about overtime. We talked about life is not fair. Uh, we talked about the NBA. We talked about NASCAR and Phil. He's firing every pit crew out there in under the sun. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Just firing Kristen. them
3: all. Brian Blaney's pit crew.
1: He goes to Jiffy Lube and just screams at those guys, too, when he changes the oil in his car. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the yeah. NHL as well. And uh, what
3: else? Oh, women's tennis. Any final thoughts, Phil? Um, I'm also playing one uh, college basketball chalky parlay. Yeah, let's get after it. We're we're taking UNC Moneyline over Syracuse, Iowa over Northwestern, and UCLA over Washington. That'll get you to minus 119. So Mm. we're eating a lot of chalk, but I like it.
1: There you go. Panther, take us home.
3: All right, we'll get out of here.
2: Hey, having Phil was awesome. We're going to do this again. I enjoyed it. Thanks for showing up, Phil. Since Max is a part-timer now, we're gonna need you. Let's get out of here with the Panther Parlay. I like those Indiana Pacers, the Sacramento Kings, God forbid, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Put those three together. It'll be your Panther Parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout out by name. We will holler right back. And most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing tonight when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some of
0: fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.